Mac Jones is ripped. Matt Patricia is calling plays. The Celtics are title favorites. And The Ringer has a new Boston show. I'm Brian Barrett, host of Off the Pike, the show covering all things Boston sports. I'll have shows multiple times a week covering your favorite teams and with your favorite Ringer and local guests. Plus, maybe Bill will stop by to rant about the Sox. Follow Off the Pike with me, Brian Barrett, now on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC Pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. You want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away? Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side-by-side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. What's up, Dave? Match hype promo videos. What is the best song for match hype promo videos? I'll give you two choices. One... Limp Biscuits My Way or to mm. the field? <laughs> <laughs> that is an unfair question because you know I'm a Limp Biscuit apologist, right? Like, yeah. I, nah, I gotta go my way, man. Like, that shit is. I, I, I had a tweet go viral about this exact video saying, you know, I don't know who won best musical composition, the Emmy <laughs> Award for that. In like 2001, but I guarantee you it's not better than this. <laughs> I guarantee you. So I you actually had no, I had no idea you were a Limp Bizkit apologist. Welcome <laughs> yes. to the club. Let's start the show. <laughs> What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WB superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to them. And you're listening you're to listening to And you are listening to the And you're listening, you're listening to You are listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. I'm on, uh, on the beach right now. Uh, with the with the fam, enjoyed it, but I couldn't. Man, it was so not literally wild. on the beach. I can see I can see you in the Zoom. You're sitting not in literally a- on the beach, but like the, the property is on the beach, so technically it's on the beach. But man, so much wrestling to talk about. <laughs> I am. I am. Yeah, we got a lot. To, a lot. The reason why I asked you that question in the cold open is because I was just like scrolling through Twitter 
watching videos and stuff, and I was just like, let me rewatch Punk Moxley before we get on the podcast. And so I searched to see if it was if someone had posted the if AEW whatever had posted the whole match, and up popped this like promo video for the match, for, like like out you know like taking you through the whole feud, set to Limp Biscuits My Way, and I was just like, why did they pick a song that would have been the video package in like 1999 or 2003 or whatever? <laughs> And then I pushed play and I was like, oh, that's why. This is, the- yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. so, I'm retroactively so hyped for this feud. Uh, it's, it's that, it's, it's, it's loud. It's got the real, like, it's, and it's got all the cues in it, though. It's got the real soft part, the slow part. And the key added- to making a good hype video is like, it's got to have its ups and like, it's like, it's got to take you on a ride. It can't yeah. just be like, that's, you know, that's not, that's not a lot, you know, but it, it, it captures, I can't believe we're starting this show with so much Limp Bizkit talk. Uh, it, it captures like so many levels of a good song, like yeah. something that's very sing songy, something that hypes you up, something that uh, like kind of like gives you like a cue to get ready like a three two one yeah. go yeah oh this time i'm a little oh, it's like you how can you not get it's, it's great it's, it's flawless it's, it's a flawless record absolutely so, so let's make this uh l- let me segue this as neatly as i can yeah last night cm punk <laughs> and john moxley had a title unification match on aew dynamite moxley won in what most are calling a squash yes punk went for a big roundhouse kick re-injured his plant foot and uh writhing in pain moxley just you know went and beat the crap out of him and 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 pinned him for the title the question i think moving forward is i mean it was listen if the point of a match is to get you get people talking then it succeeded if the point of the match is to get people interested in the next match i think that's the question so is this a, so is the is the storyline that we're watching what is is what is the feeling that you had after moxley beat punk the little light, tinkly, slow musical interlude part <laughs> of my way, or are we just going like the thrash metal part, and then we like hit skip on the disc changer, <laughs> and nobody really knows what song's going to come next? That that that's a weird way of asking. I think that there's two things. I mean, the two things are going to happen here. Either one, CM Punk is in fact more injured than he let on, and he needs more time, and so. Because they so just to have a clean title match at all in, I mean it all out, especially when it was just revealed that you're going to have an interim title match for the women's title at all out. So we're gonna so just in an interest of eliminating interims prior to your big show, right? Is it going to end up being Mox versus Hangman or something like that, or does the music start amping back up? Does Fred Durst <laughs> get on the mic and start doing the countdown? And what we're really shooting for is Mox versus Punk, the rematch with Punk injured foot aside as the plucky underdog in Chicago fighting from underneath and somehow overcoming the odds and then restarting his championship reign sort of fresh. If it if it was I guess the question is, is Punk going to be wrestling it all out? What do you think? Dave, I think what makes this so interesting is that it's not just about what's happened on screen, right? Because well, we'll, yeah, it, we have a lot of off-screen stuff to talk about, right? Like if you're just watching it, like as it is, like as produced, like what we've seen on TV, one would lend itself to believe that okay, like he came back too soon, hurt himself, and why? Why wouldn't a guy like Moxley, who has literally beaten everybody under the sun, not even just in AEW, GCW, New Japan? everywhere he's gone like Mm -hmm. some random like he is the wrestler's wrestler of the year just as far as like 
fighting big matches and fighting at literally any indie promotion he yep. feels like being at. So on a storyline sense, yeah, why wouldn't he just mow through CM Punk, who just came back from an injury and, you know, definitely got taken advantage of because of it? What makes it all interesting is the backstage of it all, right? Like everybody's hearing about possible CM Punk being uh, malcontent at, at in AEW and his beef with either Hangman Page and apparently how Colt Cabana fits into the whole thing and, you know, all of these things because a lot of AEW's fan base is so heavily built on what happens behind the scenes. They're mm-hmm. uniquely positioned to, like, keep this interesting because of that, right? So I'm only going to judge it from what I'm seeing on screen. And what I'm seeing on screen is they turned John Moxley into probably their biggest star, right? Like, I feel like at this point, if you're, it doesn't even matter if he was injured. If you know me, I love a good squash, a big match squash. Mm-hmm. Like, one of my, like, two of my favorite matches of like the past like decade and a half is Cena Brock at SummerSlam oh, in, yeah. uh, in, in LA. And Goldberg Brock, uh, when when Goldberg came back, because the the holy shit factor of somebody just getting mowed through after all that hype is always fun for me and chaotic for me, and like it always makes it like really interesting to see where they go next. But I, I I think because of what everything you're hearing backstage right now, everybody nobody knows. Like, does this mean like Punk really is about to leave? Like, is he really about to? You know, is he really not happy? Is this a punishment for going off script last week because of, you know, kind of like burying uh, Hangman Adam Page or any of this stuff? Like, it's so many questions, but just on You're- screen, it makes storyline sense to me. And I'll go a step further. It's the most interesting thing they've done all year. Oh, man. So all I, year. I have I have so many. Yes. OK, let me start at the end. There's a part of me with all of this. Start, start, I mean, MJF aside, but but MJF yeah. is, is is related to this. Yes. There's a part of me that wonders if there's a degree to which Tony Khan is just so into the work shootiness of everything that he sort of lets mm-hmm. all of this backstage stuff mm-hmm. get out. Fest, not maybe not fester, but you know, like he he oh he like, feeds it. He, he's dealing with <laughs> it on the one hand, presumably, but on, because there was a big meeting, uh, an all hands meeting last night, whatever. But yeah. at the same time, it's like you, you got to wonder if like when people start reporting about backstage heat, or whatever, if he's not just like so into this that he's just like, yeah, we could do something with that. Yeah, of like, course. So why wouldn't he? He'd be he'd be shooting himself in the foot if he's. But not then using at some it. point, it's I guess the other the, the, the other question is at some point is this not like Pandora's box, right? We're just gonna let so like if everything is being mined for the work shoot, then really at some point you're just like like low key instigating conflict, right? And especially that, if people think that well, it, let's put set, let's set aside the AEW stuff for one second, the backstage stuff for one second. Mm-hmm. I will take one exception to your big time squash match thing. The difference between Cena, I mean there's different, there's a difference between Cena Brock and especially between Brock Goldberg and and some other potential matches that you could have big time squashes in like the one last night which is that Goldberg Brock and even Goldberg I mean even Brock Cena nobody really wanted to see the match part that bad. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I mean if AEW spent 6 months building to like Punk Danielson and then had it end in a 10-second squash, people would be rightfully pissed off because they'd be just like, oh, no, I really wanted to see that match, not who's going to win, not how much can you surprise me. So 
I mean, that said, everybody knew, or I, you know, I, think, it was, I think it was conventional wisdom that something was up because they were having this match on Dynamite mm -hmm. last night. Was it just going to be like a schmozzy thing to set up the pay-per-view? Was it going to be an opportunity for Punk to drop the title so that they could have a clean? You know, it, it seemed like there was there was definitely like a reason for it, right? Um, what we got, it does seem like there was a reason for it, but I'm not quite sure what the reason was. I and it is weird I, I, to be a week I, a week and change out from a, from their big show and not have some. I mean, it, they still Punk, haven't announced the world title match <laughs> for All Out, and it's less which than, may, what, which two, to me, well, the, okay, the fact that Hangman's not doing anything, that Moxley, I mean, sorry, that uh, that uh, Kenny Omega is out there like cutting after show promos and stuff. I mean, there are things that could that they could plug and play, mm -hmm. but just the fact that we're this close to the show and there's not a definitive match. I mean, I think leads me to believe that Punk's going to be in the match. And by the way, that's what Dave Meltzer has reported that that's still the 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 the, the leader in the clubhouse. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think it's I think Punk is definitely still going to be in the match. And like I said, I could only because I'm thinking the way you're thinking. Like Tony Khan probably loves this type of stuff, and he probably he's a child of it. Like, of course, he's going to find a way, even good, bad, or indifferent, to use backstage talk to fuel interest in the product right like why wouldn't he he knows his audience in that regard and punk knows his audience in that regard too you know like how can you keep getting yeah. people shocked you know what i mean like and i'm sure he's probably toiled away in his head about like how can i keep people like you know making me must see tv when i'm a little older i probably can't go as, as much as i used to and i'm in a place where people love me yeah. And I'm not like, I'm not the anti-establishment here. I'm kind of like the reason why this whole company sort of exists. So it's hard for me to do stuff that will get them genuinely mm -hmm. shocked, right? Well, I and think, go on. I think this is, no, I, I think, you know, storyline-wise, it just makes sense. Like, it just, like, the way Moxley has been built ever since he's come back from uh, uh, rehabilitation He's been a monster. Like he hasn't lost anybody. Oh. Like, why would he? Like, and and just if I if I'm if I have no idea what's being talked about backstage, and I'm just watching this guy who's who's absolutely brutalized and bled literally every single week to 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 defend that title, and I see a guy like Punk who was already a little bit long in the tooth and coming back off an of injury. Why wouldn't he get dog walked by John Moxley? You know that doesn't happen enough in pro wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, well, they, they do, but they, I mean, the, the hurt foot aspect of it. I mean, obviously, that's a little bit of a cover, right? So, we, so you don't, nobody, Punk gets to save face, even mm -hmm. if, if what you're saying is right. I don't know though. It just seems to me like all out. It's in Chicago. I know they want to give us the best match possible, but if the case, if but if Punk, if this is a medical thing, I don't know why. I mean, that's a bold move to go out there. If, if my, if it's, I don't foot, think it's it, a medical thing. I don't think it's any of that. I think it's. I think we're. I think it's. I, I just I, I have this sneaking suspicion, man. Like you wouldn't spend nine years away from something or seven years away from something and come back and try and use the same old formula. Like yeah. I just have a feeling like there's So you think he's gonna be it all out? I think he'll be it all out. I don't think he's hurt. I, I think if there is backstage drama, I'm sure there's no, you know, I'm sure it's there. Well, but let, it's 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 a different type of backstage sort of Let's do the a, drama. Let's do the drama part. Because let's do the drama, uh, then. Let's there's been it. This, you know, there's been a lot of bubbling uh, coming out of the AEW locker room yeah. over the past several months. We've talked about some of it before. I think it really sort of hit a new level when Punk came out 
uh, made his first appearance after his injury return and mm-hmm. and kind of freestyled on the mic for 10 minutes, just laying waste to everybody he's ever had any sort of passing disagreement with in, mm-hmm. in AEW. Um, the big, you know, pull quote was when he went after Hangman, apparently off script and called him out, asked, told him, you know, told him to come to the ring despite that not being in the plan, making Heyman look bad, that ended up being a whole thing. And it sort of exacerbated this existing issue where apparently there was some animosity in the AEW locker room towards Punk, uh, probably in a very generalized way and him coming in and taking spots and whatever else, but specifically about him and his fractured relationship with his former best friend Colt Cabana, where a lot of people seem to think that Colt's not in dark order anymore and not on TV anymore because, again, Total, this total speculation upon speculation uh, because uh, Punk and he don't get along and Punk, you know, doesn't ask Tony Khan not to have him around or something. Right. Um, and, the, and the other part of that story, by the way, is that the the if all, if that's true, the Bucks sort of directly intervened uh, and and got Tony Khan to sign him to sign Cold up to a Ring of Honor contract. Um, so anyway, there's a, there a lot of a lot of a lot of messy backstory there. Wow. But so that's so. Regardless of whether or not we're like the the work shootiness of this is a net positive in terms of like us wrestling fans asking what the hell is going on and potentially could play out in a storyline. The news cycle has not been great, right? Because it's not just that. Punk comes out, I think it was yesterday, maybe the day before. Um, I'm just clicking on like the, the links that we have here. A Sports the, Illustrated interview. Yeah, yeah, it was just it was a Sports Illustrated thing. Uh, the first thing that I saw pop up was a fightful headline that says CM Punk colon, I love AEW. My locker room is always open. I'm an adult. Come talk to me, which <laughs> which is not the sort of like news headline that you want coming out. Uh, also yesterday, and this is from 401 Mania, that this headline popped up. Tony Schiavone says things aren't as bad in AEW as rumors suggest. <laughs> Like wow. again, not what you want to see when you're when, when you open up your AEW Google alerts in the morning. Wow. Uh, I mean, we gotta. I mean, I don't know about you, but I think it's kind of been a running theme with AEW that mm-hmm. the honeymoon's kind of over, right? Like, you mean in, internally, internally, externally, well, like with fans. Like, is AEW just in a weird period right now where it's like. I mean, obviously, I don't like to make it a WWE thing, but like clearly there's momentum on one side over the other. And I think we've had enough of a sample size to understand like, yeah, wrestling, the wrestling business is booming overall, but there's always a period where one side has more more momentum than the other. Right now, clearly WWE is has that momentum. For a long time, AEW had that momentum, even though if numbers, ratings, whatever you may think this time last year, Punk debuting, Brian coming, Adam Cole very soon after that. They had all the momentum in the world. Um, right now, it's kind of like the shock and awe of the company is gone, right? Like the shock and awe of like, oh my God, who's going to come? Oh my God, what are they going to do? Oh my God, how is it going to be different? It's kind of done. And now it's time to tell some really exciting stories. And I think that's kind of why I'm still leaning myself I mean, gosh, I'm giving him so much benefit of the doubt here because like, I don't doubt that a lot of these things that are happening backstage might have some validity to them. And, you know, from people I've talked to and people I've heard, they described what happened yesterday with Punk as uh, a, a quote-unquote punishment. And, um, you know, and, and so much so as 
punk making it look like, hey, you know, I may, I might have kind of been a dick for the past couple of, you know, weeks, months, however. Here's my penance. Here's me showing like, hey, like... Dropping the title. Dropping the title. Yeah, the, but okay, so and all that I think stuff, there, were, like, there was some conspiracy theorizing that, that it wasn't just, you know, punk's choice to pay penance that way, but it was right. a punishment, right? Which I don't know. I, that seems a little bit far-fetched. However... Speaking of punishment, it did, it came out today, yesterday, that that um, Eddie Kingston has been suspended for a couple of weeks for mm. getting into a physical altercation with Sammy <laughs> Guevara after Sammy called him a fat piece of shit in a promo. Um, oh, wow. Living I, the I gimmick. did not know that. Wow. That just happened. There's also rumors leaking out about Thunder Rosa, who just had to, well, not vacate, but she she can't defend her title because she's injured. Now there's going to be a four-woman a four match for the interim title at All Out, which looks to be very good um but rose's whole reign has been dogged by this kind of stuff there's uh, someone reported she yesterday they announced it out on the ring it was, it was what, the two well she's barely gotten to say do anything in the ring yeah. but then but uh, there's been there, it, someone said yesterday that she has legitimate heat with Britt baker and jamie hater that she broke jamie hater's nose in a match and then went and hid in the bathroom because she was afraid that she hater was going to come beat her up uh who knows if any of that stuff is true <laughs> wow. but again Bad news cycle, right? I mean, it's 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 a uh, well, uh, whatever. So anyway, we have there's a, not a whole lot of positivity coming out from AEW right now. No, like, well, we not- but we have both. Well, and 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 Meltzer has a long thing about the women's division, how he thinks. I, I mean, I think he put it as his opinion that they need to put the belt back on Britt because she's the only person that moves the needle, mm. um, uh, except for Jade. But obviously, she's got her own sort of. I was about know, to say, parallel like, universe. I don't think you know it's. And does that parallel universe need to exist? Because it's like you're not even giving women that much time anyway. Well, that's you the other thing. Is like, it's like, it yeah, would... Brett moves. Brett moves the needle. Brett's, if, Brett's, if Brett's the only one that moves the needle, it's because she's the only one that's gotten consistent mic time since the start of the company. And not you even know? just consistent mic time, but like just the way the the company is set up. If records matter and all these things matter, and the woman's title has to be vacated, wouldn't the undefeated woman like get that title shot? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so you're gonna have to really twist me up a barrel to have a fatal four way with four different women who have all lost matches. To immediately get a woman's world title Good shot point. outside of somebody who's, you know, if rankings matter and, and you're not giving a shit ton of time to women anyway, like, why not put both belts on Jade right now? And that'll get people talking. That'll get people interested, you know? And Or at least put her in the match and, yeah. let, and let everybody team up on her and, you know, something, Tony something. Storm can walk out with the other title or whatever. Yeah, you'll have to, you'll have to, you'll have to do some real jump through hoops to, to not have Jade Cargo somehow involved in that match. Yeah, totally right. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. So, yeah, all that stuff's happening in one time. <laughs> Ryan, what are we leaving out? What are the, what's the other, what's the other, what's the other God, AEW uh, buzz that we're leaving out? I, I, I think we've covered it all. I think we've, uh, I think we've, we've touched every piece of, of AEW dirt. It's, um, I mean, here's the thing, right? Like, I think people are just kind of starting to realize like, yo man, wrestling is like not the, you know, it's a, it's a weird business, man. Like, it's not just like, 
and I said this a couple of weeks ago when uh, Vince McMahon first stepped down um, and the announcement happened that now the big bad boogeyman that like people are would blame the 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 scour of professional wrestling in is is gone, right? So even down to the minor details of like one of the biggest and probably my favorite thing happening in a, in a, in a WW in a AEW. And we'll talk to, about the tampering in a bit, uh, Brian, um, is the, the Brian Danielson, um, Daniel Garcia, Chris Jericho storyline where the whole thing is like, Oh man, you want to be a sports entertainer, not a wrestler and blah, 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 where, you know, it's kind of like a, a tongue in cheek, like nudge, nudge, wink, wink to you want to be like us, not the WWE when the WWE in itself has had a big old thing when they're like they're finally calling each other wrestlers. So even that's lost like a little bit of steam. Yeah. As yeah. far as like, you know, it really hitting the same. So it's like, and that's something I'm super interested in. Like the Danielson Garcia, like Jericho thing is like just a great story that's being told. However, man, like outside of that, the trios tag, I mean, the Osprey and Inland uh, and and the Empire mm-hmm. thing is gonna be dope. Um, I gotta hand it to them. They're keeping it interesting, <laughs> right? Like, like they are. They are keeping it interesting. They are getting keeping people like you know, uh, getting people like interested in their product in a way that doesn't involve who from WWE are they going to sign? Well, yeah, there's a certain you know? amount of drama that just comes with having super duper stars, and yeah. and and you know, giving them the freedom and sort of the the whole vibe of electricity allows this kind of stuff to happen. Because yeah. I mean, think about it. There have been moments where AEW, I mean, talk about a year ago. I mean, we were watching an episode of Rampage that just had, that didn't even, it was the same one as last night minus the world title match, right? Right, right. We would have probably said it was still the best wrestling show of the week, and we would have been going on and on about, about Osprey and Pox, like, you know, four minutes together in that trios match, right? I mean, right. they were doing stuff. They just seem like they no human beings should be able to do. Just absolutely incredible stuff. And you're right. It's interesting overall. But it's total sidebar. Uh, not total, but so, but somewhat sidebar. Who is the, uh, I'll, I'll use the word elite. Who is the elite of the elite in AEW? If all of the potential, who who is, who could hold, who could challenge for the title all, at all out with no build? Who is already at that top, top, top level? We got, put Punk and Moxley are there. Mm-hmm. Danielson, mm-hmm. Omega, Hangman. Is there anybody else? Uh, Jericho. Man. I mean Jericho. I mean, like you could just kind of use names as far as like all people that like were former champions already. But like that's kind of the thing, right? Like there's nobody. I mean, MJF. If well, he's MJ, around, yeah. I was about to say like MJF's probably the only guy I can feel like. Yo, there's, you know, a storyline reason where you just kind of give this man a world title match, you know, but I don't think anybody else has kind of been properly built or or, or ready to kind of like get that get that spot yet. Um, yeah, like Starks is Starks might be one pay-per-view away. Um yeah. he's fighting Powerhouse Hobbs obviously at all out they just announced that. Um I mean, maybe Wardlow, maybe. Yeah, uh, Ward, Wardlow both Swerve and Keith Lee, you know, you could draw a pretty straight line, but the, uh, Wardlow's probably the closest to that bunch yeah. because he's had such a build that you mm-hmm. could put it, you could slot him into a, you know, main event and nobody would be. He's he not going to lose the match without being, you know. Yeah. Without um, having to look bad on him. Um, I don't know, man. Like, it's, it's, it's just, uh, it's, 
it's really interesting right now, right? Like things that I've heard just as far as like, you know, what all trickles down from the top. There's so many things that I've just noticed with AEW that just like wouldn't be, that would just be done differently. And I think the free wildingness of the company has allowed for a lot of these like backstage stories and well, drama sure. to really work itself in there, right? Like it's just not a, there's just a system of checks and balances that like I've seen with WWE that just doesn't happen at a lot of places. Well, their and staff's a-, a million times bigger. This is what yeah. they do. They've been doing this forever, you know? Yeah. And like things happen, like, you know, like an offhand comment, like Hangman Adam Page says about Punk and like some random interview ends up becoming like, you know, the snowball effect to like, okay, is Punk like going to drop the title in five seconds because of this comment? You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's just, it's the smallest things that just like turn into big old clusterfucks, uh, you know? And, and I guess that makes it interesting to me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it's translating to like, you know, uh, you know, uh, getting the same ratings or like surpassing the ratings that Punk brought when he debuted, and and at that height of of mm-hmm. you know the the anticipation. But just as far as like interest right now, like I'm super I'm super interested in what's super going on right now. It's and just, you're right the free the free willingness affects the product in a lot of different ways, right? I mean, we we've heard a million stories over the you know decades in pro wrestling about guys who get booked to win a bunch of matches and then get it in their head that they're that they're the best wrestler in the world and you know because they got booked a certain way right i mean it's and it's they you sort of lose touch with reality mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. with cm punk it's not i mean it's sort of the same thing with cm punk on the mic right i mean think think of how many weeks in the first six months of him being there were just like the the biggest thing on the on the uh, dynamite preview was cm punk speaks Right, yeah. they were just seeing. Like, we give you a microphone. Yeah. You bring in the ratings, right? You start to think you're bulletproof. He comes back after a, at some an injury layoff, and 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 you know runs his mouth as everybody wants him to do. Gets people talking as presumably is the point. And now it, but now suddenly it's like a political issue. You know, yeah. it's 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 kind of crazy. But the other big thing coming out of the meeting that Tony Khan had with the with the roster yesterday was this question of tampering that he said. Um, that their attorney was been in touch with with Stephanie yes. and McMahon and Nick Khan, uh, telling them to lay off or whatever. Once again, <laughs> go go in, Dave. Once again, <laughs> there is a concept of tampering, contract tampering, I guess, in the U.S. legal system. But the bar is so high. You hear people talk, use the phrase tortious, tortious interference a lot, and that's pretty much what we're looking at here, right? Mm-hmm. You can call somebody and say, "Hey, what's your contract up?" You know, these are independent contractors. Uh, obviously, in the pro wrestling world, that 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 term, the definition of that term is stretched about as far as it can be stretched. Yeah. But if you have a contractor redoing your bathroom, there is no violation of the law. If a contractor is redoing my bathroom and I say, dude, this guy's he's full time over here right now until this job is done. He is the best there is. I'm so glad that I found him. There's nothing prohibiting Kaz from calling him on the side and being like, hey, how much longer <laughs> you got working on David's bathroom? Because I got a really nice bathroom. I got a whole spa I want to do over here. Like, I'm going to get, you're going to get 10 times the money that David's giving you doing doing my whole setup. Yeah. There's nothing, yeah. there's nothing illegal about this. What would be illegal is if Kaz came over and said, dude, I'm going to give you an extra 5K under the table to walk away from David's job with the pipes hanging out of the walls. Mm-hmm. Get over here as quickly as you can. 
fuck that, nothing bad's gonna happen, we'll take care of all the fallout, whatever, that, that is interfering with the contract. Well, is it true? Like, I mean, you know, that's probably what they're afraid of, though, right? Like, you no. kind of think, I think, I think, you, you know, no, no, obviously. No. That's, that, that would be the fear in the sense that, like, that's what someone can get in trouble for, and, yeah. and I'm sure that, and I'm sure that, that, yeah, I mean, is there some level at which it might be worth it to have a Lex Luger in the Mall of America moment? There's only one person who's worth it to do that with in the whole company, and it's Moxley. He, he's yeah. he's literally the only guy like you know, if you would do some some Alundra Blaze, some you know, uh, Houston Oilers moving to the Houston Texans in the middle of the night sort of thing. I probably named the wrong football teams, but whatever. You understand what I'm saying? Um, it would be Moxley, right? Like I'm not saying he's the one who they called about, but I feel like if there was, and again, like Dave said. What has calling and inquiring about somebody's, you know, whatever is not illegal. But if there was one person, <laughs> I would break the law for, 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 for a, an, an incredible wrestling storyline to tell. It would be that reformation of the shield. It would be uh, the the tribal chief versus, you know, uh, uh, John Moxley or, or, or getting Seth involved somehow. And I think that's probably their biggest fear. I think they're probably scared. Like, yo, like, yeah, it's not illegal for them to talk to us, whatever. But like, who's to say like Triple H doesn't come in or, or, you know, somebody doesn't come in with a big Godfather, holy shit offer. Like, yo, we're going to pay you X amount of dollars. We'll take care of everything legally. We'll do this, that, and the third. And uh, we just need you to show up on SmackDown tonight with both AEW titles and look at well, Roman Reigns with the WWE Universal title <laughs> a night after you just like pop CM Punk <laughs> sure. in the head. I, I would on the stay. one hand, yes. On the other hand, who's to say? Well, I mean, I, who, I think the WWE board might have some issues with that, I'm right? Sure after everything that they're going through, do we I'm really need a multi-million-dollar lawsuit coming from? <laughs> Tony Khan and Time Warner Discovery. Like oh, yeah. Not like an ethical businessman. I'm just talking about as somebody who's who has zero dollars to risk in any of this. And I'm just waving the magic wand. Well, I would 1,000% be like, yo, here's here's $300 million. Go get John Moxley on at, at, at Cardiff this Saturday with both AEW titles. And as soon as Roman finishes the match, stand right in front of him and raise both of those titles. You know what they should? Tony Khan... <laughs> Should take should take a you know the spare change out of his pocket and put John Moxley on a plane for Cardiff just to get just to just to hype up the Clash of the Castle and have it not and just have it fall flat. You see, that's the thing though. Like, I would love if like that's so brilliant, right? Like, I would love if, if promoters did more of that stuff. That's playing into like the dirt sheet and the internet rumors and being like, oh my god, they're, they're tampering. Oh my God, these guys are real evil people. They flew out their world champion to their pay-per-view all the while I'm the one who flew him out there <laughs> just to stir it up and just like put like the, the, the bait on the hook and just see if they even take it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like I would do dumb shit like that all the time. You know what I mean? But you know, there's oh, probably man. a real fear of that happening. Though. <laughs> well, like a real fear of being like, oh yeah. Fuck there, uh, there was a rumor that came out earlier this week that, that WWE is looking at potentially re-engaging with Mauro Ronaldo and Renee Paquette 
uh, mm-hmm. formerly Renee Young in WWE. So mm-hmm. I don't think that's any indication that John Moxley's on his way back, especially not while he's holding the belt and under contract. I mean, but you know, <laughs> I don't know. Who knows, man? I, I I say I say this, bro. Like we're all wondering who's going to be that next guy who 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 jumps back, right? Like who's going to be the next Cody Rhodes uh, to kind of get that moment back in WWE. And I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if there's anybody more primed for a, a a return or a moment that could even top, you know, the Cody Rhodes comeback than a, the the day eventually the Shield reforms at some. Yeah, sort well, of, nothing, you know nothing I mean? would like, beat that. But I, but I mean, if, if there's anybody, shit. <laughs> if there's anybody in the industry who I could see just you know ne- never going back because. I said I wasn't going to go back. It's John Moxley. I mean, like, what is I, 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 I beg to differ, man. I think, I think, I think it's. I think the complete opposite. I think he's somebody who is doing this eventually because one day he's going to go back and be like an absolute megastar of a guy because he's taken on every single territory. Like he's he's knocking them off, kind of like Cody did. You know what I'm saying? Like outside of like the GCW run or whatever, like. It would make all the sense in the world for. Oh, I think it would make day. tons of sense. I'm just saying I wouldn't be shocked if it never happened. Got it. Got it. Of all got the it. people, of all the people in the world, to just be like, you know, fuck them. I actually, I actually <laughs> don't. I actually don't need the victory lap. Uh, yeah. Mark say I think could talk could talk himself into not needing the victory lap. But anyway, there's a lot that could impress you about the all new Honda Prologue EB. True, it's got class, leading passenger space, and clean, thoughtful design, and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and one. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. We talked about... Some of the announcers that WWE may or may not have their eyes on. One free agent who WWE definitely had their eyes on was Johnny Gargano, who made a shocking return to WWE television. First time, uh, not his first time on Monday Night Raw. He was in a tag. He was DIY. was there before. But his first, I guess you could say, his call-up, although he's been a free agent hanging out for a while. Now, there's rumors out there that, dad life. <laughs> that he had been interested in AEW and AEW wasn't interested in him, at least to whatever degree. Who knows if that's just, you know, PR stuff now, um, now that he's signed with the competition. <laughs> Although there is a sort of interesting conversation there, and we can table it because we've been talking about AEW forever, but like, 
we may be at a place where we've kind of like maxed out on the upper mid card and the and the and the, and the main and the main event spots in AEW, and you could understand well if you know if Samoa Joe's on TV twice in two months. Yeah. Johnny Gar- Johnny Gargano is not going to somehow magically like create a new heavyweight division or something that 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 gets a bunch of time. You know, they'd have to figure out a way to work him in too. By the way, I think the answer to who's the most likely to come back is probably a lot less vital than John Moxley. It's going to be somebody like Miro. I was, I mean, I would mm. even say Alistair Malachi Black. I think we talked about that last week. Although Black's got a bunch of buddies employed over there, so he might take that into account. Miro is right. just which will just walk and walk into WWE as a star and whatever. But yeah. Uh, Johnny Gargano, were you excited to see him? Yes, I was, man. And I think uh, his his patience was 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 rewarded, you know. And obviously, there was definitely talks of him going to AEW and going to lots of other places. And you know, he didn't do what a lot of free agents did, which is like you know do little independent work. I think he did a couple of like signings around AEW events. I think he did Starcast, right? If I'm not mistaken, or did like a couple of other things. Um, and, uh, it was really cool, man. Like he's perfectly positioned to be a plucky underdog baby face that they really haven't had in a while since probably like Daniel Bryan. And I know the Daniel Bryan, uh, comparisons will probably be, uh, you know, very heavy. And, and for a while, you know, he's, he's, uh, I was kind of worried about what would he look like if he did go back to WWE, you know, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, given the old regime, but just seeing how well Chomp has been taken care of already and being able to see Karrion Cross be protected in a way and brought back in a big way and Hit Row be brought back in a big way. Like, they're not being brought back as just, like, you know, splash the ratings, splash the headlines sort of ideas. Like, they're all being, like, implemented in ways that make sense yeah. to them, you know? And, you know, you just kind of just look throughout the card and you just kind of get excited about where certain people fit on certain shows, right? You see mm-hmm. a guy like Gunther who, you know, wasn't on TV this time last year. And now he's going back to like his, you know, to the UK as like one of the most, you know, we're carrying one of the most important championships in wrestling at a stadium show. He made it that important, but yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And and now you look at Cross, who isn't, you know, a threat to the world title right now, but you see him being positioned in a way that, you know, it wouldn't shock you if eventually he's like in that sort of mix. And I think Gargano is kind of placed in such a perfect way because your boy Austin Theory has been built in such a way that like they didn't ignore, you know, the ties between those two. You know what I'm saying? Like they did ignore the fact that like, oh, yeah, you know, he basically said you taught me everything I know and I've kind of already surpassed you since I got here. So that's already a ready made storyline. I am not. I just would have say for the record, I'm not a the way truther. Like if they if they had if they had just left all that stuff you know, back in NXT, I wouldn't have been mad. I think mostly for me, it's about the wedding stuff. Like yeah. I don't like, like you know, if yeah, index if your if your buddy man. gets engaged, you know, if if your buddy asks if he should get engaged to his girlfriend in college, your advice is probably going to be something along the lines of like, now wait till you get to the city first. Wait till you live <laughs> your life. You know, yeah. And it's a little yeah. bit of like, let's just save those storylines for the main roster in case we need them then. But. Uh, I love the backstory. I love them acknowledging the backstory. I yeah. love Johnny Gargano. Um, I mean, I, you know, jo- Johnny Gargano is a smaller dude. Uh, I love that. His one of the smallest dudes. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know? 
I've said from the beginning, since he got signed to NXT, I mean, if Johnny Gargano was six inches taller, he would already be world champion. You know, I mean, yeah. he's that he's that good. He walked in the door that good. I mean, he wouldn't have, it wouldn't have taken him as long to be signed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there's a real spot for him to sort of be the sort of, you know, Daniel Bryan, heart and soul of the company sort of a, character. Yeah. They haven't had an everyman baby face since Daniel Bryan, right? Like yeah. Sami Zayn was that for like a hot second. And mm-hmm. then he became like, the, he's on his crazy good heel run. And uh, I could see him eventually going back to this everyman baby face eventually, especially after seeing him in Montreal. But Dude. I think Gargano's perfectly so, so positioned. Over. Oh yeah, so over. And, it's, and like the, the bloodline stuff. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Well, okay. That is such good storytelling being told right there. But um, Gargano's perfectly positioned to be that next everyman baby face that gets an improbable run. Like he may not win the world title, but like he'll ha- he'll main event like four or five matches where you think like, damn, he could be world champion for like maybe he could really do it one day. Maybe triple, kinda, I mean, kind of like Brian did when he when he first there's got a long like that run. yeah. You remember? I mean, I, I think I've referenced this before, but remember that Triple H Matt Hardy match when Triple H was champ back on Raw, like a billion whatever that was. Like that is one of my favorite. That was one of my favorite. I love that match so much more than like most title matches of that period. Because <laughs> even though Hardy didn't win, man, they made you believe for a second. And that was the guy you wanted to see win, even though it was implausible. Yeah. Like Gar- Gargano's got it. Yeah, exactly. Hardy, well, that was match. Jeff Hardy's role. That's going to be what Gargano does now, hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah tr- uh, it's 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 good to see him back. It's it's good to see him back. And I think that... that more than anything too. else, you know that he's in the right hands. You know, he's going to be, he's, it's just watching him walk in, not even as part of an angle, just back from commercial, his music hits. They find the people in the crowd who are reacting like, what the hell? I can't believe this is happening. You bang um, a rubble heart? You like rubble heart, Dave? I like rubble heart fine. Heart. Not, not, not my genre. Um, <laughs> not mine either, but and I it's a little myself. bit, it's a little bit staticky for me. You know, yeah. I mean, I like in the arena, you like to have the one sound that makes you say, Oh crap, this is my favorite person coming out right now. But it feels anyway. very Paramore, but I don't know. Yeah. Black people love Paramore, and that's probably why I kind of like Rebel Heart. Black people love Paramore specifically in the like emo, yeah. Yeah. whatever, not, like not pop emo, emo like this, the pop, pop punk genre. Yeah, like there's something about like Paramore and like, you know, we, we, you know, black people in general like have like their pop punk moments where they're like you know they'll pretend they don't know a song and then it'll come up like yo this is my shit back in the day something <laughs> <And> paramore <laughs> paramore like you know checks a lot of those boxes sometimes right like kelly clarkson got got a couple joints like that too like like any sort of like pop punk like sort of records that kind of feel like but like the big power chords behind it behind the chorus yeah all right i think that's why rebel heart kind of like goes hard like yeah we like that i like that shit um (laughs) this has been a great episode of the ringer music show i've been really enjoying it so far uh so um gargano's back there are rumors that um that that bray wyatt may be on the way back um I'm mm. sorry if that's a spoiler. I don't think I have no indication that he is. I wouldn't have said it so clearly if I did. But um, but you know that's another big name that could pop up somewhere. I mean, eventually the 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 the, the shocking returns are going to run out, right? Of course, yes. Um, but there's other cool stuff happening too. You mentioned Sami Zayn, dude. There's a world in which Sami Zayn and you know the Usos didn't make the trip to Canada, uh, <laughs> supposedly because of uh, legal issues, but um. 
but man, you could, there's a world in which like Sami Zayn and Roman are just a two man show for like six months. You know, I mean, those two together are just magic and you would love to see that match when it eventually happened. And I mean, it's, there's so much stuff there to mine there. Somebody um, said, uh, somebody on Twitter said it gave, it gave rock and sock connection vibes. Yeah. And I'm like, I could see that. I could definitely see that. Like totally. Roman kind of needs some funny shit soon. Like he's done a lot of like the, Big, serious, like, cool guy. Like, now he's got this cool guy swag, like, knocked out. Like, Mm -hmm. Roman hasn't done funny yet. You know what I mean? And I think Sammy could get him to funny, you know? And uh, just their back and forth and, like, the way they, like... Sami Zayn is like I don't know I I I don't know where you rank like all time great like character slash comedy slash wrestlers you know what I'm saying but like he's on a very short list of guys like who have taken acts or have taken gimmicks that like on the surface probably don't seem like much or don't make a lot of sense but are always really entertaining right like El mm-hmm. Generico like a, a generic Mexican luchador from Canada. Like, doesn't make sense when you read it, but, like, anybody who knows knows El Generico is probably, like, one of the most influential indie performers, like, ever, right? Like, yeah. and Sammy, I think this past year, I think showing what he could do with, like, Johnny Knoxville in that comedy match and mm-hmm. just, like, seeing, like, how trusted he was to do that and how seriously he took that. I think if Roman could just get, like, a, a little piece of that... That's only gonna make Roman even a, a, a bigger star. Like that's like the last. That's the last Infinity Stone Roman Reigns needs. Like he needs yeah. to do some funny shit to really like get to those Rock Austin. I'm all levels. about it. You know what I mean? Once he gets but, funny, he's out of here. But that's a good example of. It's not a big return, but that's a big thing that they you know a big move they could pull. Also, just like repackaging, like low key repackaging Kevin Owens on the fly. Is as big as any return you could come you out. You call that shirt, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that duct tape shirt. I, I just think it's a. I don't even know what I said last week about it. Although, I'm, but I think that even in kayfabe, or especially in kayfabe, mm-hmm. there's some dudes who should be hawking their merch, and some dudes that shouldn't. Yeah, like Seth doesn't need a shirt. Like Seth's gimmick is, I dress well. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Riddle. You should have some bro shit on when you come out. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, same thing with uh, KO, man. Like, KO is, uh, his whole gimmick is, like, merch shirts and just fighting and just whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, and, but I don't think he needs to, I don't think Kevin Owens would wear fight Owens fight. I don't think he would wear, like, a, like a, like a silly shirt. I think, he, no. I think he would wear his just, like, black on black, just something that's, just, like, you need, I, it doesn't matter if the KO shirt is for sale. It's like, this right. is my shirt. This is my right. look, you know? Especially because it wears it the whole match. I don't know. I, I just think, I think there's a distinction there. I think some dudes shouldn't be hawking merch, and Kevin Owens is one of those dudes. Now, if it's incidental, that's fine. I like that. Well, I mean, listen, wrestlers are going to wear swag, right? Yeah. I mean, before the days where, like, everybody had 10 shirts, go back and watch them, like, Attitude Era Raw and see just just gawk at how many people are just wearing WWE shirts. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's just like everybody. It's like the rich basketball players are wearing their just, like, whatever, the whatever like, the Brooklyn Nets are giving away in the locker room for the guys to <laughs> it's wear. It's like NBA 2K, right? Like, if you play NBA 2K and you run into, like, a random NBA player, uh-huh. they're, like, wearing their team's merch. It's like, yeah. oh, it's funny running into Kevin Durant. 
the rent while wearing a Kevin uh, a Brooklyn Nets like sweater when that never happens, right? Like it probably only happens like at work or whatever. But well, I mean, you know, you go to work out. So it's if one thing if you're Kevin Durant, you have like a stylist. But I, yeah, I think there's right. probably a, the vast majority of those guys are probably really eager to wear the free swag that comes around. But anyway, I can swag see that. is one thing. Like free stuff is one thing. But yeah, I'm glad that Kevin Owens, uh, long story short, has the duct tape shirt back. What's um, old is new again, man. Let's well, since we're, let's make some more let's make some more outfit predictions. If if Bra, I mean if uh, if Bray Wyatt comes back, which iteration okay. of Bray? Which out? I'm not saying what do you well two questions. What do you expect to see? And two, if it's something that we've seen before, what fit do you like the best? Okay, I'll answer the first question. Uh, I, I'm just gonna assume. Bray's gonna come back as something completely different and probably reinvent himself again. I know that Wyndham Six thing has mm-hmm. been kind of going on his social media, so it wouldn't shock me if he there was a new uh, uh, iteration of who he is. But I loved the Fiend, yo. Like mm-hmm. I thought the Fiend was just one of the coolest gimmicks ever. Like I, it, obviously, like you know, the whole Goldberg thing happened, and it kind of and the Red Cell thing happened, and it kind of took some of the mystique out of it sometimes. But as far as like just an overall presentation, entrance, music, the 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 freaking his whole his own head in the lamp, like the entire thing just is so meticulously well mm-hmm. done. Like the Fiend is one of my favorite characters, like of all time. Like I know it didn't last that long, and I know it was is still. Not that long ago that it was around, but like just going back, just I, I remember being in the arena, I think for the Royal Rumble and just seeing that entrance live is just like, a, I don't want to compare it to The Undertaker, but like I could only say like, okay, this is an Undertaker Prime entrance, but the arena, the energy in the arena definitely changed every time he came in. Like oh, I, yeah. I loved, loved The Fiend. That show was awesome. Yep. Um... What about you? So I agree that it'll probably be something new. Um, I'm a big fan. If I mean, my gut is to be like, let's go back to the original Bray and tweak that. I mean, if it were just, if it weren't somebody who was constantly coming up with new characters and that's like the default, I would say, mm. let's just put him back. Let's put him in a Hawaiian shirt, but like just make it somehow more horror, <laughs> you know, like a really just covered in blood or, you know, face painted or something like that or like <laughs> wear the fiend mask out to the ring and take it off you know and just mm-hmm. sort of be he could have elements of the of all the different gimmicks i'm a, i think if my favorite though this might be controversial i love the leather uh apron i love the like the like the 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 butcher like look. the butcher look yeah, yeah okay okay so this is like pre Hardy boy, Matt Hardy. Right around that time. Right around that time. Okay, I could dig that. I could dig that. So this is when he won uh when he won the world title, I want to say, right? When he won the mm-hmm. WWE title. Yeah, and he was doing Randy Orton and okay, I remember that look. That was that was a cool look, man. I wasn't crazy about the Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> I wasn't crazy about the Bayou, uh Bayou Bray. Bayou Bray wasn't my I just love that character. I thought I mean he did such a good job with it. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I mean, I, I, you can do a lot of different things. You do. I mean, I think at the end of the day, I love the fiend. It's great merch. You yeah. know, it's great. It's a it's a really compelling character. No, I have nothing bad to say about it. Except my, my I mean, my only hang up is at this point, like we've talked about the whole episode, we're so interested in like the stuff that happens off screen, right? Like we're invested 
in Wyndham Rotunda, you know, like we're invested <laughs> yeah. in this dude, you know, and I, I'm I, I'd be sort of interested to see his face. That's all. You know, I know we see it in the Firefly Funhouse and stuff, but like, I would love for them to figure out sort of like a way through where he can still be every bit the 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 terrifying character, but still sort of be Bray the person, you know, or still would have you, still have a human out? face. Would you bug out if he came back as Husky Harris? <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be so. Yeah. That'd be great. Let that be part of the gimmick too. All the different faces of Foley or whatever in the same nice. the same package. You could. There's a lot. You could, there's a lot of ways you could play around with that. Um, I agree. But you know, it's, it's the face is important. You know, I mean, there's a reason. I mean, well, Kane eventually took the mask off because he, he had trouble breathing, and there's a lot of different reasons behind <laughs> it. But like, it's like know, Mexico, man. man. Like, God, how do you put? How do you put a mask on his face? Oh, well, it's like a anything. different thing. You're playing. You're you're with the mask on. You're playing to the live crowd. You're playing yes. to the people in the back row. You know, it's old Greek theater with the big wooden masks and all that kind of stuff. But you, but if you're zoomed, if someone's zooming in on you, you got to see the face. I mean, listen. There's a reason why Spider Man. Well, I'm going back to Sam Raimi Spider Man, so I'm going to date myself. But like Spider, mm. like there's a reason why Spider Man's mask gets ripped ripped off in every like in in the climax of every movie, right? Yes. Yes. Because you just can't, it's like seeing a blank face make noise is not like compelling, you know, and spider, it, 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 and when the masks are getting torn off, the green goblin mask breaks, like whatever, that's when you could really tell what, that's when you could really engage. Stories are told with the face, man. Why would you take away a, a language that you could yeah. especially express so well? Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're if you're working a gimmick where it's the fiend is it can't be hurt, like you're in this match with Seth Rollins and he keeps zombie sit doing the zombie sit ups and just like shrugging off. Okay, well we don't have to see his face for that. That's right. fine. But right. nobody particularly liked that gimmick. If you're gonna actually, if he is actually gonna be like a living, breathing being that has, you know, the potential to get hurt, it'd be nice to see his face when he says "ouch." That's all. Anyway. Um, <laughs> What else do we need to talk about? Gosh. Brian, uh, what are we forgetting here? Worlds Collide? Or you, you want to oh, jump God. That Worlds Collide? Is that, I mean, we could be definitely. Dexter Loomis. Oh, yeah, De Dexter, Dexter Loomis. Loomis. Yes. So yes, does he yes, have yes. a posse now? Does Dexter have a posse? Is that, is he, is, are there, is there, was that like a one-time, was that a, was that a, just a contract employee situation that he had somebody <laughs> rush the ring while, so just to provide the distraction? Or do you think he's like a cult leader now and he's going to have like a bunch of dudes in black hoodies who like help him out? Yeah, I think I think there's a there's a possibility that he's not working alone. You know what I mean? Like that, mm -hmm. that would make a lot of sense. And, you know, I think that's that's kind of what made the Gargano thing so interesting because he came out right after Dexter Loomis. Right. Like right after like the Miz got kidnapped. And if you see backstage, I think uh, I forgot who was walking backstage, but like there was a dude in the helmet. Mm -hmm. And there was like a couple dudes in the helmets, and and gosh, this is how good Raw's been. I'm I'm paying attention to like what's happening like in in, in the behind the scenes of a of a walkthrough, a yeah. walk and talk. There was dude, there was the dude in the helmet. And there was two other guys that you couldn't see their faces, and then Gargano came out like right after that. Yeah, because as soon as I saw that, I was thinking like, hmm, maybe it is him. And then when he came out just like with the regular music and hey, I'm back from being a dad, whatever. I was like, that's real interesting. And yeah. then you know. Linked back up with Indy Hartwell on NXT this past week as well, right before he he turned himself into police. I'm like, okay, that's interesting as well. So he's, yeah. he's turned himself in. So if crazy things continue to happen, you know what I mean? It kind of confirms that he's got people with him. And he kind of already is already giving you the wink, wink, nudge, nudge that Indy is kind of already with him. And if you've been watching a lot of NXT... Uh, and NXT UK now about to be NXT Europe. I think a lot of guys are getting ready to uh, 
you know, get called up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that they had a nice little write-off uh, mm-hmm. for, for Legado del Fantasma and Santos Escobar. I think they're setting up an opportunity for Mandy Rose as well with this unification title match to eventually oh, yeah. return back to the uh, to the um, um, main roster as well. Uh, Toxic Attraction is there, even though Gigi Dolan got just injured. Just injured. Just by the now. way, by the way, w- there's a there. It w- wouldn't have been that long ago that we would have spent half the episode talking about the women's tag team title tournament and how the the the, the, the teams <laughs> keep getting yanked and changed around. I'm so glad that's not. But the tournament's been fine. I'm so glad that's not the conversation we're yeah. having. Although, just general weird looks all around. Um, you're right. People are getting called up. I mean, uh, the. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of cool stuff going on in NXT. The, the 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 Worlds Collide thing is going to be a big moment. They obviously released a ton of NXT UK talent, and so there's rumors that some of them may be coming back, and that you know whatever. I I, I don't know, um, and that's never a good deal. But NXT UK has been consistently like one of the best like wrestling product shows on television forever. I mean, since it started, mm-hmm. I'm a fan of most of the people that they, I think all the people that they brought over, I think, I'm, you know, on board with all the choices, if you had, if you have to be making choices, um, but it, you know, we're not just, just re- reconfiguring this whole thing to NXT Europe is going to be a very interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see how they do it. Yeah. Um, by the be- way, the man, you mentioned Mandy Rose. Yeah. Uh, uh, Satomura is like one of the greatest professional wrestlers in the world. The current NXT UK champion, just like mm-hmm. taking on all comers. She's been at this forever. She's an absolute living legend. And giving her, she is one of the people that needs this spotlight, you know, that deserves this spotlight. And and uh, I'm very excited to see how they do it. Um, but is it, I, it might just be me. You know, I, I, I'm not a Brexit guy. I like the EU. <laughs> but yeah. like NXT UK was already the place where like, European, German, Spanish, like whatever wrestlers wrestled, right? Does it really, does NXT Europe do something for you or is it just a point of the rebrand? I think it's the point of a rebrand. I kind of get the feeling that like, I don't know, like this NXT 2.0, like if you watch this last episode, it kind of felt like a graduation of sorts. Like it felt like everybody was kind of getting a, a story. Oh yeah, about yeah, yeah. Them moving on. I just mean the UK thing off. or the, the Europe thing. It's like why not W? Why not NXT World or WWE World? Why not just have, like brand it in some sort of way that it's just like a different product that's not. Uh, well, like, I don't like know. if you're gonna like, rebrand it, why is Europe big enough? Like I don't. I don't know. I'm I'm not sure. Like I'm really I'm really not sure to be honest. Like I kind of I kind of I guess that's what the intrigue is. Like, is it going to be like a lot of these NXT Europe guys? Like, I could see a world where you tap these NXT UK guys and bring them to Orlando, just so mm-hmm. there's more. You know, we could have them more close by, and then yeah, they can go back and forth to Europe, and maybe they batch tape. I don't know. I have no idea what their plan is. Yeah, but no, I just you're right. Feel it, like, that could be interesting. Yeah, like I, I well, feel those like NXT the, UK guys can. F- go oh, i mean the, the vast majority of them can really really go and they're exactly the kind of like you know triple h presumably triple h has a little more reverence for the old style uh, territory system than vince mcmahon did it's gonna it's hugely important it's gonna be what's, hugely what's beneficial Dragunov? like he is he's he, injured he injured, he's he, injured. Had to, he had to relinquish oh, okay. the title Got it, um, got it, got it, okay. But it's going to be hugely influential, I mean, important to these developing NXT 2.0 dudes and yeah. ladies who are much greener than they have been in, in in ages past to get to, they don't get to travel the world working in 
Texas and working in Minnesota and working in North <laughs> Carolina and working in Florida and learning all right. the different things. But you can import talent from the UK and show these and, and show someone a different way of doing things or how a different sort of match feels or different sort of opponent feels. I mean, that sort of thing is really important. And of course, um, hopefully, though, I mean, that, 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 that's that's one really good thing about sort of consolidating and then re-expanding. You're going to bring a lot of potential people in there. I still yeah. wish they, I still think they should work. Why not just build rebuild the territories? You could what, like I don't know. NXT, NXT 2.0 sort of changes the calculus, but why would you? No, I mean not even all over the world. Like why not just have like just set up like uh, you have Florida, so let's just do like Texas, California, and and Calgary. Just set up th- three little shops. You know, mm. you could do one in the Northeast too. You already get so much infrastructure in, in Connecticut. You could, yeah, you could, but like. Why not? Just have totally different systems, and then when you swap people out, they have to like you, you give them Become like the NXT Texas champion or the yeah NXT exactly exactly. Why not? Why not? And when they go from place to place, they don't get to fly. You get you give them like eighteen dollars <laughs> and a and a gas card, <laughs> and you put them in like a nineteen eighty three. Honda hatchback and just say like go for it man we'll see sponsored you sponsored by Hebrew National they only you get a, a hot dog and a yeah you get like a wadded up <laughs> piece of paper that says like you know Mr. Jones is expecting you at the gym at this day at this time <laughs> let him learn how, got let, good, let him man. learn let, the ropes learn it the hard way like Triple H and those guys did that's how you really do them that's how you yeah. really change the future not all this performance center crap. Hot dogs and handshakes. Hot dogs and handshakes. <laughs> that should be the name of our podcast. Let's change it. Um, well, I think that's it now. Do we officially cover everything? Anyway, the Worlds Collide. Next weekend is going to be bonkers beyond Ooh. belief. We're just realizing this. In re- like I was just sort of putting the schedule together on paper for the first time. So we got, we have Clash of the Castles 1 o'clock Saturday. Then Worlds Collide is 4 o'clock Sunday. And this is Eastern time. Mm-hmm. And then AEW's All Out is, what, 8 o'clock? I'm, just, I'm assuming 7 o'clock. I'm assuming, yeah, 7. On Sunday? Buy-in, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of wrestling next weekend, man. A whole lot. It's a lot. Strap in, buddy. This is going to be a lot of things happening. It's going to be a crazy fall. That is, uh, it's it's going to be exciting. Brian, you got anything else for us? Um. We got very special, special guest. Oh, by the way, it's John Kerma's birthday. Our normal producer, babyface producer John Kerma is uh, celebrating his uh, 17th birthday today. So, My guy. Um, Shout out, John Kerma, you beautiful not, baby. Not actually 17, <laughs> but I don't know how old he is. He is 17. Uh, I mean, you know, we pay him. Bro, we so, pay him like so, so, the, so the inimitable Brian Walters is filling in. Brian, you good today? Yeah, yeah. Did we yeah. forget anything? Is there anything else we need to talk about? Um, did I talk to Trish Bailey? Oh God! Gosh, we, we, how we does have Trish Stratus come back and we don't even talk about it till like the one hour mark? That's how much. That's how the 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 worst person to be on the Mass Man show is the A block of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> it's true. It's such. It's it's too spaced out. Like SmackDown is perfect because it's tomorrow. Dynamite was last night. The main event of Raw is still fresh in our minds, even NXT. But if you're in that A block of Monday Night Raw, you might as well be asking me, you know, what was the first words in, in Jurassic Park 1, 1994? Because I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Uh, but no, Trish Stratus came back in Canada, got the hometown pop. And, uh, you know, uh, it was good to see Bailey get back in action as well, too, man. Like, she's uh, 
supremely talented wrestler. Uh, I mean, I wish, uh, I mean, shout out to Aaliyah. I think Aaliyah's from Toronto. I think that's why she got that match or whatever. So it was good to kind of see her get some uh, get some stuff in. But yeah, it's good to see the, the horsewoman start to good. kind of like gain momentum. I watched uh, some of that Charlotte uh, um, Broken Skull Sessions as well. Mm -hmm. uh, it was very interesting and just kind of hearing her uh, talk about the other uh, horsemen. And it's crazy that it's already almost been 10 years. It's been a decade since a lot of these guys... Uh, really first broke onto the scene with the NXT. And, uh, you know, you kind of forget, damn, like, Bailey has come a long way as far as, like, characters and, and, and just oh. sort of evolution and just how what she's become. Like, she's been she amazing. The, she's like the female Daniel Bryan at one point. He's like, oh, they'll never turn her heel. And then <laughs> now she's, like, one of one of the strongest women heels there, there ever was. Yep. So um, great to see her back in action, though, man. That was awesome. Well... Uh, I totally agree. I totally agree. By the way, you mentioned uh, Aaliyah. Well, uh, you know, a lot of these changes that are happening in WWE are big, you know, big faces coming back. A lot of them are small. A lot of them are, well, big or small, but happen sort of off camera. But talk about, mm -hmm. but with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn getting their hometown moment, getting their their chance to embrace after the camera's turned off. Or, that was you know, great. That's a that's that's new. I mean, that's a that's a that's definitely a new regime sort of thing. You know, there's definitely WWE definitely have the reputation of letting dudes look terrible when they're <laughs> if they got to be on TV at all when they went home. So it's it, this is a nice world that we're living in now. Anyway, uh, I guess that's it. You want to get your plugs in, Kaz? Yeah, man. Say less with Kaz, Lokian, Rosie. You know it. Uh, every Monday on YouTube.com/slash/Kazine. Appreciate you. Uh, getting on that. Um, MSGPM back November, September 12th, first week of the NFL season. Can't wait for that. And um, that's all I got, man. I'm going to enjoy the sunshine for the next couple of days. And uh, you d you guys do the same. Well, we'll do our best. We don't have that Virginia <laughs> Beach sun, but, but, you know, New Jersey oh, yeah. sun is not that bad. Um, you can find me here. You can find me on the press box. You can find me on uh, the Book of Wrestling. Twenty-five catchphrases that explain the Attitude Era. We just dropped the "That's Got to Be Kane" episode. That's uh, we are be we are uh, knee deep in post production. Me and Brian on um, the next episode, I guess, which will be out next week. Um, Tyson right hand. You might be familiar with, with Iron <laughs> Mike Tyson, and mm -hmm. uh, a lot of good stuff to follow. So check that out. Um, Make sure you check out all the great shows on the Ring of Wrestling Show feed. Mac Mania, Cheap Heat, of course. This one, yep. too. Um, and uh, thanks to our amazing villain producer, tween the tweener, Brian Waters. Uh, my guy, Brian Waters. My dude. It, check out his podcast, too, man. Uh, uh, happy birthday to our baby's producer, John Kerma. We miss you. Apologies, as always, to John Moxley. We'll see you back here next week, Humanoids. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client.